Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Yeah, could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee? Man, does this smell good. Wolfen down your lunch. <laughs> Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Lou. Hey, boy. Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas's ultimate sports fan destination. All right, it is noon on a Tuesday. It is time for Wolf and Down Your Lunch. Aaron Maloney is here, as always. Aaron? So the Phoenix Suns are gearing up to take on the Clippers tonight in Game 5. Of course, you can hear it on the Arizona Sports app in 98.7. So how would it feel to close out the Clippers at home? Here's Devin Booker. It's a good feeling, but you know, we just have to do it. That's what it's going to come down to. Uh, I think we are in this situation before versus them, and they came out in Game 5 and beat us last night. That happened. So, you know, just coming in with, you know, awareness ready to go from the beginning and, you know, just protect home court like we've been seeing all series. So we're going to do a little fill-in-the-blank kind of game, okay? Okay, here we go. The okay. Suns will close out the Clippers in Game 5 if they do blank. Rebound that, that basketball. basketball. Rebound that basketball. Yes. That's, I mean, honestly, that, that just came to mind right there. It was a guttural reaction, yes. Uh-huh. But, and I mean guttural <laughs> Um, but, you know, honestly, I do. I, I think that's what it's all about. The physicality, the tone will be set if you rebound that basketball. Uh, we all started clapping, and Mike Broomhead walked by the window, and I think he probably wonders what's going on in here. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. We're just uh, all in sync, you know, kind of like the Suns' big three. Chris, Paul, KD, Book, <laughs> kind of like us. That's the true. core four. That's right. Core four. Uh, I don't have a cool song for mine, so I'm going to have to come up with a more bold prediction. I'll say if uh, if KD and Booker each put up 30 tonight. So there we go. I don't have a cool song, though. Um you know, when you rebound that basketball, though, no, it says so much. No, it does. It says so much about your physicality level. You have to work to get into position, whether it's on the defensive end or the offensive end. You have to actually work to get into position to rebound that basketball. So, um, so much of what, oh, sorry. <laughs> so much of what DA does DA. for this team is it's about force. There's no better way to show force than rebounding that basketball. All right. Now I can't, you know, think about it without no, clapping. I, I can't so our Sanderson Ford poll question is up now at ArizonaSports.com, and it asks, how concerned are you about the lack of scoring from the Suns bench? Your choices are very, it'll keep us from winning a title, a little, but still think we'll beat L.A., Campaign is probable. We're fine. Not at all. The core four will take us to glory. Well. <laughs> and the core four being us, the Wolf and Luke yes. show. Well, in that in that case, I would have to vote for that one. Um, I'll go a little, but I still think they'll beat LA. That's where I'm at. I think you need to get a little bit more from the bench before you're beating Denver and the Clippers or the Lakers or Warriors or the, I guess maybe not the Bucks, but the Celtics or Sixers or whoever. Can I just see campaign tonight? Can I, I'm going to go with the campaign answer. Can I just right, see yeah, that right there? Yeah, I want to see campaign go out there and see how he plays and how many minutes he plays. So, 61% say very, it'll keep us from winning a title. Okay. 27% say a little, but still think we'll beat LA. 6% say campaign is probable. We're fine. And then 6% say not at all. The core four will take us to glory. So on the campaign front, what is your expectations? 
from him tonight. First of all, let me just say I love it when the Arizona sports poll question, when the results add up to more than 100%. That's yeah, my that's favorite thing Fantastic. No, it doesn't, because 61 plus 27 is 88 oh, you have plus 12. But I have 61, 28, 6, and 6 over here. I was following <laughs> along. I don't know. That's okay. what I have on this computer. Okay. Um... I will say I'm not even sure he's good to see this, right? I'm not like I, I losing know. my I, mind. It's I don't know what you're talking about. 6128. Okay, great. I'll, I'll get on that. Yeah, please, please fix it. Write a song about it. Now, I just refreshed it. It says 6128, 6 and 6. Yeah, see? It's 101. That's right. Okay. We're, going, we're giving 101% over here at Arizona Sports with our listeners. Uh, I'm not even well, they sure. they used to drive me crazy based on the answer when people would say that. you got to give 110%. Well, you also have to prove it every day. Just knock it off 110%. You don't have 110%. You have 100% of what you can give. Period. Doesn't percent literally mean out of 100? Yeah, right? So then why? Well, 110%. And also, why are you stopping at 110 if you can go over 100? Like, why would you go to 115? (laughs) It is so good. All I want to talk about this as well. Last night, so many people were saying, Jimmy Butler, he will Wait, I'm getting his there. team to victory. Stop it. Campaign, I'm expecting like 10 minutes of playing time. All right. I, don't, I don't think Cam's playing a lot tonight. Maybe he is. So since Wolf is so eager to Caveat, talk about though, Jimmy Bucket. If the Suns are up by like 15 in the fourth quarter, <laughs> then Campaign probably will play more than 10 minutes. This is the best Wolf and down your lunch ever. <laughs> well, the NBA playoffs continued last night, uh-huh. Wolf. First, we had Jimmy Butler go off for 56 points and lead the Heat to a 119-114 win over the Bucks. Miami now has a 3-1 series lead over Milwaukee. Then LeBron James went for 22 points and 20 rebounds as the Lakers beat the Grizzlies in overtime, 117 to 111, to take a 3-1 series lead. What you got? <laughs> you want to talk about it? No, I want to talk about it where we can expound on this. Do that later. Where's your show Jimmy sheet? Butler was incredible. Maybe the finest game. Okay, I, don't, I have a tendency to... You were going to say the greatest performance in the history of the world? No, I was just going to say one of the finest games I think I've ever seen from a player. I've seen a lot of games, but in the playoffs, I, I think I, I want to put a qualifier on it. In the playoffs, one of the finest playoff games I've ever seen from a player. I think it's the fourth highest point total by a player in a playoff game ever. Um, Giannis played last night. Yes, he did. Now, I, Miami's in this position where they're up 3-1 because Giannis has been hurt. I get that, but he played last night. I think that he played was, 38 minutes, did yeah. he not? And that was supposed to be the game where, okay, it swings back now. Giannis is back. That was a monster performance, but oh. that was that was reminiscent of the bubble where he was just dragging the Heat. Remember the Heat were in the finals that year where he just dragged them through the bubble and made money selling coffee to all the players for like $20 a cup, too. He, like, took over the bubble. He scored 21 of his 56 points in the fourth, qu- in the fourth quarter. 21 of his 56, including the go-ahead. <laughs> made that shot, the go-ahead three. I mean, um, the guy was right in the middle of it. A 13-0 run, and Jimmy Butler was the guy right in the middle of that in the fourth quarter. Incredible. All right, let's 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 hash this out right now. Does Milwaukee come back and win that series? They're no. supposed to be the best no. team. You don't think so? Okay. 
No. And yet, if there's one team that could, it'd be them. They certainly could, but I told you this at the start of the show. I was looking at the, the odds on that series. It's still, like, kind of even. I mean, Miami's favored, but not by nearly as much as you would expect. Are we going to talk about this more, Mel? Yeah, 1245. Okay, good. <laughs> Excellent. The NFL draft is just days away, so what should we expect to see from the Cardinals at number three? You guys asked Peter King this morning when you had him on. My gut feeling is that they'll trade out, but, you know, Wolf, I think the most important thing at this time of year is finding a partner, and that's going to be easier said than done in this particular year. As as one of the uh, GMs over the weekend told me, he said the problem is with all these teams that want to trade out, there really are not a lot of premier players that everybody would want to trade up for. What do you think about that? Oh, Peter, there is Will Levis. Come on. Will Levis. <laughs> you notice that? People waving Will Le- Levis around. Have you noticed that? Oh, yes. look at him. It's Will Levis. Look at this guy. Oh, my goodness. He's put together. Who is putting that out there? Because his uh, odds to go number one now okay. are like right up there with uh, with Bryce Young. You know, you've heard the term follow the money, right? Based on it's follow the money right now. You see, you've got to follow this money. Follow and, the Levis? Yes. Who benefits the most from Will Levis suddenly gaining this acclaim that, my goodness, you know what? He is rising like the proverbial phoenix from the ashes. The mayonnaise companies of America, big mayonnaise, that's who benefits the most. <laughs> right in the coffee. That's so disgusting. It is. I'm telling you, you cannot Will take Levis. a guy top three if he puts mayonnaise in his coffee. Uh, more on this as the show unfolds. I, I will just going to say, I mean, it could be interesting. Maybe the Texans love Will Levis, but maybe they know they could maybe trade up in their second first-round pick. Maybe they still want Bryce Young somehow. Maybe Carolina knows Houston wants Bryce Young. Maybe maybe the Arizona Cardinals release that, hypothetically speaking. It would benefit the Cardinals. (laughs) Well, this Will Levis. Have you seen this guy right here? Look at this guy right here. Did you hear how much everybody loves Will Levis? Oh, Will Levis is shooting up draft boards. (laughs) You should put him in the freak show tomorrow and Thursday. He should be the same. Your entry for Wednesday and Thursday should both just be Will. Will Levis Will shooting up draft boards. <laughs> All right, that was Wolf and Down Your Lunch. Thank you, Aaron. As always, score the hottest ticket in town. Suns playoff tickets. Just text ticket to 62620. Register and listen for your name today during the noon hour. That's right now. And the 5 o'clock hour on Burns and Gambo for your chance to qualify for Game 5 tickets. See the Suns take on the Clippers tonight at Footprint Center. Again, that's ticket to 62620. When we come back, what's the best case scenario for how this game unfolds for the Phoenix Suns tonight? It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. I want to know who my representative Arizona Sports, the home of Phoenix Suns basketball. Suns playoff coverage presented by Michelob Ultra. Wolf and Luke talk Suns Clippers. Now. Louisiana. All right, let's just let's throw out the initial point because one of us is going to make this dumb joke, okay? 
not going to be me. I'm not going to. It's not going to be me. Okay. What's the best case scenario for the Suns tonight? Will they win the game? All right. We've gotten that out of the way. Okay, good. Let's go a little deeper. Ah, I like this. Best case scenario for the Suns tonight. Yes, we understand it's win the game. And it's win the game because you get the benefit of some rest for the Chris Pauls and Kevin Durant's and Devin Booker's of the world. Best case is also that Denver loses to Minnesota somehow tonight. Not because I'm entertaining some delusion that the Timberwolves are going to come back and beat the Nuggets in that series. They're not. But if they could just not punch each other or a wall for one more night and extend that series by one more game, that would really help the Sunset. Culture matters, does it not? (laughs) Oh my goodness, they are a mess that way. So do your uh, first-round picks every other year for the next eight years. And chemistry. Yeah. Uh, So that's, in big picture, that's it. You want the Suns to win tonight, but you also want Denver to lose tonight because then you get a little bit more rest coming out of this, and you have to be able to stack some rest in the playoffs in the NBA, typically, if you want to win the title. But what about just in the game? Like it, campaign is probable, um, and that's pretty much it. I mean, he's been the only you know injured son here throughout the series. Yes. I think it would be good to see him play a little bit and play well. Again, all, all within the context of in a win. But get him some time, because I still think you're going to need him in these playoffs. Yes. Best case scenario, of course, says that you're going to win the game. Game five, the series is over. You get out, and you need to get out of this series right now, because you've got guys that are out there playing 44, 45, 41 minutes that might not really be able to hold up playing 44, 45, 41 minutes. So you've got to you've got to look at this like an opportunity. Once again, I was talking about this for game 3. Game 3 against the Clippers to set the tone for this series to go in and beat them after they came into your house and beat you. Just grab grab hold of this series all over again. And that was an opportunity that the Suns were going to have for Game 3. Same thing here. This Same is, thing. This is what the Suns did two years ago. I'm not even going to look at last year's playoffs because I don't want to. <laughs> so I'm not going to look at last year's playoffs. But two years ago, when they got up 3-1 on the Lakers, they beat the Lakers in L.A. 113-100. Game 6 put that series away. Okay. Uh, second round, they got up 3-0 on the Nuggets. They went to Denver 1-125-118. Swept the Nuggets. Remember yeah. that? Suns and four. I don't know if anybody... That, has anybody ever coined that phrase? Suns yes. and four guy? Yeah. Uh, and then in the conference finals against the Clippers, they were up... Boy, what an ugly game. They won game four of that series, 84-80. to and, uh, and Booker still had 25 in a game where they had 84 points. You had to throw that in. Yeah. Uh, I, I went to game six. They lost that. That was great. But then they responded after that by beating the, the Clippers in L.A. 130 to 103. Chris Paul had 41 points in that game. So in that run, and that's the one you're trying to mimic, not this past season. Uh, they were 3-1 and one in those closeout games. All three of the, the wins on the road, again, I'll throw that stat out there, they haven't closed out a team on their home court since 2007, so that in itself would just be a good treat for the fans also. Yeah, no, it would be. And once again, when you're talking about the best-case scenario for this game, for the Suns tonight, it'd be to get off to a fast start. I, that's where I would start. Uh, this is what I'm interested in. I want to see this, especially because the Suns in four games so far have not won the first quarter in four games. No, and you said that earlier, and I and I mentioned how, okay, but they've been so dominant in the second and third quarters. They're plus 43 in those two quarters. They've won the second and third quarter of every game in the series. But your point's well taken because 
beyond this series, you can't be starting slow against Denver no, or Golden State or the Lakers or Milwaukee or Boston or however far you think you're going to go. I would, uh, how about just Denver? If you make out of this round, you cannot be starting slow against Denver and expecting to win. Yeah, and once again, we're talking about the best-case scenario. What would be the best-case scenario for the Phoenix Suns? Well, to win the game, of course, and Mm -hmm. close the series out. But if we're getting picky about this and what would be something we'd want to see, win the first quarter. Because you haven't done that in four games. So don't make it five. At some point in time, you can't spot somebody 12 points. You can't spot them eight points. At at some point in time, that first quarter and getting off to a good start in that first quarter is going to matter. When that is, I don't know. I'm making the checklist. But I'm starting there. I'm taking this to the game tonight. You're going to be there, right? Yes, I am. Best case scenario, as a matter of fact, get off to a fast start. That would be great. Okay, so so we have win the game. We have win the first quarter. We have uh, we have campaign. Plays a little bit, gets a little uh, comfort. I, I, I was going one. to say, okay, that that is yours right there, right? Uh, campaign, definitely. Um, I, I had the Suns bench plays more and plays better. Okay, a little bench, bench production. Plays more. Wouldn't maybe, that be great? Maybe like more. if somebody actually got double digits in minutes, wouldn't that be cool? Be nice. I'd like to see Josh Okogie. More than one? Play for 20-ish minutes again. Uh, but how about this? I mean, if we're going to get greedy, D.A., Leads everybody in rebounding. See, you, you've got, yeah, you've got it. You, you, you've mastered this game. I'm not going to, and this is the first time we've ever played this game. That's best case scenario. I'm, I'm not, you know what? That, there we go. Produce Wolf. Best case scenario. I'm not. Stop right. We can, we can name it Wolf and Luke's Perfect World. Ah, uh, yes, the perfect world. Oh, like man, this. the perfect right. world. Oh, I like that. Well, this is, I'm going to bring the perfect world checklist. So I'm not going to get like stupid about it. I'm not going to say, oh, DeAndre Ayton, 37 play rebounds. perfect circle music behind it. That'd be kind of cool. Well, that's better okay. than It's a Small World after all. All right, that's that. good. I like that all right, right so there. Just DA, DA leads, is the leading rebounder in the game. How's that? Is that fair? Okay, yeah, okay. but, you know, I, I didn't want to get... I, I didn't want to get greedy. That's, to me, really, really greedy. But it's the perfect world. Well, that's right. Perfect world in a perfect world. <laughs> okay, but we didn't call it perfect world. We okay, got best case scenario saying, right But I'm not now. taking DA off this list. Okay, you know what? Don't take him off the stinking list, Luke. Don't do it. But the Suns are physical and rebound the basketball collectively as a team. Rebound the basketball! Rebound the <laughs> basketball! I hear it. Anybody? Here's the two things you've you have for to me. do it twice. First of all, okay. okay. If we're gonna do it, do it right. Okay, <laughs> you have to do it twice. I, I have found myself in in real world situations. If somebody says, "Hey, rebound that basketball," I'm just like with like blank yeah, stare right. on my face, like I have to clap. And also, if somebody says "totally," I'm just like totally. <laughs> Those two things I, right there. It doesn't matter what's going I, on. I'm just wondering right now. Anybody that is listening, is this still a cheer that goes out? No. Is this still a cheer? Rebound that basketball. Absolutely bum, not. Bum, a, bum, I bum, question bum, if bum, it bum. ever was. Right? Wait. No. It was huge. It was huge back it was back when I was in high school. <laughs> of course, rebound that basketball, and you'd have the guy on the drum, bump, 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 bump. He'd be hitting the drum the same way. They'd be clapping, well, right? That, and it was well, a cheer. Sense, Are you yeah. telling me right now, anybody listening to the Wolf and Luke show? No, somebody's heard. I'm it. sending out the bat signal. Do you have the bat signal? Okay, well, we can- so I do high school broadcasting and. 
next time I go to a high school basketball game, which will be like November of next year, I will make a mental note to see if they are still doing okay. rebound that basketball. Oh, or start awesome. it. Just start the cheer. You, you, Rick, if you did, everyone would look at you like, whoa, that's so cool. <laughs> why, why don't we? I, I why, don't what have we done? Why are we doing rebound that basketball? <laughs> I, Rick, do it. You'll be a star. Wow, that's all it takes, Rick. You but anyways, so you'll be carried out of that gymnasium on people's shoulders. I, I want to see this. The Suns, I want to see him be physical in a best-case scenario or a perfect world. I like that. In a perfect world, they would come out and they would dominate on the glass. Yes, okay, DA would be the tip of the spear of that domination. But they would dominate on the glass, come out and set a physical tone that would carry over from Game 5... And the Clippers to the Denver Nuggets series, assuming, of course, the Denver Nuggets take care of business tonight, which I think they will. I think they will. Real quick, here's Devin Booker on his playoff mentality. Honestly, just win at all costs. You know, all the regular season stuff, the the statistics, the stats, the efficiency, like all that is off the table. Um, we all have one main goal, and you know, each game is just own new project and then, and that's how we view it each game has its own personality and you know you have to have a quick memory win or loss on to the next one and you know until until the job's finished we'll just win at all costs no big deal the job is finished till the job is finished he got he <laughs> got real close it. to going finish him yes he was close the job is finished right there honestly um I think we're going to see something legendary from Devin Booker before. I've had this harbinger from time to time, right, in the past. But I I just kind of feel that once again. And it has nothing to do with the fact that I woke up at 3.13 this morning and could not go back to sleep. It has absolutely nothing to do with that. Maybe it does, because going into Game 3, you said you woke up at 3.37. And then he promptly put up 45. Oh, my goodness. You remember that? I do. Because I said he was going to score 44, and I was so close (laughs) to being right. Oh, my goodness. You're so weird, Luke. Um, okay. So what's it mean? So I don't know. It means it's time for break. Let's all hold on to our bots and see, okay. shall we? Text us your thoughts. There's some advice. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. When we come back, one NFL analyst had some pretty strong words for the Cardinals because they were attending Kyler Murray's statue unveiling over uh, preparing for a draft pick instead. So what do you have to say about that? We'll get into it next. We both approached this from very different angles in, in pre-show prep, so this will be fun. It's Wolf and Luke in Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. The hottest ticket in town. Fire! Fire! That sound and that guy saying fire means it's time for the hottest ticket qualifier for Game 5 tonight. Becky King from Tempe. Becky. Ten minutes to call 602-260-9870 to qualify for Suns playoff tickets. If Becky King from Tempe doesn't call within ten minutes, then we'll open the phone lines to somebody else. And if you didn't hear your name, you can still qualify by texting ticket to 620-620 and then listening for your name in the 5 o'clock hour. Once again, Becky King from Tempe, you have ten minutes to call 602-260-9870. Are you talking to me, Becky King? That was almost an impromptu Pantera call-out right there. I like this. Do you? 
Okay, where are we going in this beautiful part of the program? I'm a little nervous because I'm getting 145 vibes at oh. 12:30 from you. Okay, so I'm sorry. What Check place. Is look like. Um, all right, so this we 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 both you put this in your pre-show email. I had it and I didn't put it in because I was like, "Is this really a, a story?" Yeah. But the fact that it is a story to people reinforces, I guess, that it is a story. Here's Mike Florio and Chris Sims yesterday talking about the idea that people are upset that the Cardinals, front office people, went and attended the Kyler Murray statue unveiling at Oklahoma. Yeah. Okay, I don't. Why I said is this a story is because I don't understand. Like, did I miss something? It turns out I didn't. But anyway, here they are. So I, I you know, I, I don't agree with your sentiment there. I don't. Uh, well, that's right. fine. Yeah. That's fine. We'll see who they pick and we'll see how they do. Yeah. I, and, and I also think that if they if they feel compelled to do that in order to suck up to Kyler Murray, that's just not going to be. But like, Mike, you're crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> if that went on that with the Bengals, if that went on with the Chiefs, it went on with the Chargers. All the head coaches are going to go there for it. Justin Herbert, statue in Oregon. I bet you Brandon Staley's there. I bet you if Mahomes gets a statue at Texas Tech that Andy Reid would go down and have been there. That that would just be my assessment. Same with Zach Taylor. Exactly right. This, this cannot even be serious, I right? I mean, this is something they, was, they sat is. around before they actually did this and said, okay, you take this side and I'll take this side, okay? That's what we'll do. Well, I think it was probably easy for Chris Sims to take his side, <laughs> right? Chris, I, Chris, you're going to take the side of we're not going to trash the Cardinals for attending their quarterback statue unveiling. Yeah. And, Mike, I guess you're going to take the side of they're not going to be able to make their pick on time because they went to Oklahoma <laughs> for a few hours. Yeah, it's a different world, of course. It's not like you traveled to Oklahoma from Phoenix and suddenly you're gone three days. Just, this isn't the Oregon Trail. You're not exactly taking stagecoach. Exactly right. It's, you've got to be kidding me. Look at this really makes no sense. He said some other things, oh, too, that just blew too. my mind. Just keep playing. I don't know if these are the things, but here they are. Here's some things. You shouldn't be defending them. You should be upset that five days before the draft, they took off for something they didn't need to go to. Well, it, it, listen, it, it, there's a lot to talk about here. First off, Kyler Murray. It's a new staff, everything like that. They want to support him. The organization's been a little shaky in supporting him, you know, at least as far as, you know, dating back to last year with the contract, you know, provision visions and all that. So they want to support their guy who is the, you know, marquee player in their franchise. I'm not mad at that. Mike, there's like Now you support him? You know how you support him? Draft good players. Well, okay. That's how you support but- him. So again, am I missing something? Are they not going to be able to make their pick on Thursday because they went to the- Is the assumption that Monty Austin Fort since taking the job, what was that? That was early February, right? Late yeah. January, early February. Yeah, I'm trying to think. So let's um, say let's say three months. Is the assumption that he has not left left the facility in three months, and he's just been feverishly looking at at game film? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's been working on it. This is his one chance to be a GM, but I don't think he's not allowed to leave the building. He yes, no, and I this he went on Mike Florio once again and I'm not trying to attack Mike Florio in any way shape or form. I just laugh and disagree with him in a very uncontrollable kind of way because it's ridiculous what he's saying. It's preposterous is what it is. He he actually said they just kind of smile and nod when they hear something like this. He's talking about other 
general managers. He's talking about other people that are in. I smile and nod when I don't care about something. (laughs) No, you know, he said this right here. I don't know if you've got the cut. They just kind of smile and nod when they hear something like this because it's all about the commitment you're willing to put in. It's not like they're all going to like. What are you talking about? Barbados. By the way, we're having K Ray on next hour. But it's not like they, as a team, went to Barbados and we're just like, ah, we're taking the week before the draft off. They went to Oklahoma to support their quarterback, which I don't think it's a big deal one way or the other, but if they didn't do it, they would have been criticized by not going and attending it. He went on to say, Basin, and the people who were locked, the people who were locked in all weekend long looking at fifth. Round, sixth round, seventh round prospects and studying film, they just kind of smile and nod when they hear something like this. Think about that right there, okay? Like the Cardinals did not look at fifth and sixth and seventh round picks, that they haven't done it. Their <laughs> boards are set. What are you what are you talking about? <laughs> the boards are typically set. Two weeks, a lot of for a lot of teams, before the actual draft itself. So I, I, I don't understand. Maybe what, what are you talking maybe about? Florio was the guy in college who started studying for the final, like on the second day of class. He's like, well, you're not committed if you're not studying every single day. There are other teams. Yeah, there are other teams as well that will set their boards later. I get that. But the fact you went on for... 12 hours or whatever it was, however long it took the entire trip. The fact that you went there and you planned on going there, I'm sure it wasn't a surprise for a lot of people. What are you talking about? You could set your board. You could move around setting your board. You could take a day off. Are you kidding me? I would just also throw this crazy idea out there. Wouldn't it be possible to watch video of some guys on the airplane? Or, of course. Or, or Jonathan Gannon flying the plane. It's, like it's so nonsensical that it's ridiculous. And yet, at the same time, there's a lot of dislike out there. And it's it's. I think this is more about Kyler Murray. The fact that you would go and support Kyler Murray. It might be something Because, to do once that. again, I, I, would you, what, what about Pat Mahomes, to your point? Yeah. Would you go support Pat Mahomes? In this situation, Josh Allen. If it was Joe Burrow and and uh, and the Bengals coaching staff in front office was there, nobody nobody would be like, "Oh, the Bengals, what are they doing?" I get it. The Cardinals have done a lot wrong in the last fifteen months. (laughs) This isn't one of those things, man. Like we don't need to find things that they're not doing wrong and be like, "Well, that must be wrong too." If anything, it's probably not the worst thing in the world to go support your franchise quarterback after last offseason. You got a ton of criticism for putting the homework clause in his contract for a couple days. So it, it, it just... It I, just makes so much sense when you're trying to um, reach a player on your team. Forget about the fact he's your franchise quarterback. I'm talking about anybody. You want that player to know you care about him. You want that player to know that. These guys are trying to establish a relationship with Kyler Murray, their franchise quarterback, because it will benefit them to establish a relationship with Kyler Murray. Are you kidding me? This is so dumb. 
Well, then I guess we approached it from the same way, because when I saw the story, I was like, I don't think that's there's anything there. And apparently there is in the sense that Mike Florio is still, and I'm sure he's not the only guy that feels this way, but is still defending that stance. But it again, doesn't like Kyler Murray. Just admit it. it it's not... It's not a big enough deal to me where it was like, hey, you're going to have to sacrifice some draft prep to go do this. And I'd be like, sorry, Kyler, look, we love you, but we're not going to your statue unveiling the drafts in six days or whatever. Uh, but it's it's not as if it was like statue unveilings around the world and they were tra- uh, traveling for three weeks, seeing all these new Kyler statues. There was one in Oklahoma. I don't know how many hours that takes. We could probably track the flight, but I don't. I don't think if they mess up their pick in the fourth round of this year's draft, it was because of that. The part that really killed me, though, Basin audience, I got to tell you, the fifth round, the sixth round, the seventh round, yeah, they haven't looked at any of that stuff. They decided to go support Kyler. Oh, my god! This is what I would that, say. That is just what, why not just say, I don't know what to say, so I'm going to go say that. Please cut that audio and replay every show of Wolf saying that. They've messed up quite a few draft picks over the last 10 years. It's not because they were uh, unveiling Kyler Murray statues. Yes. All right, when we come back, LeBron, back to doing LeBron things. And uh, Milwaukee's on the ropes. We'll react to the rest of the NBA playoffs and what it means for the Phoenix Suns next. It's Wolf of Luke and Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, first of all, some uh, house cleaning. Becky okay. called in. Becky! The hottest Becky King! Yes. Like royalty. Calling yes. in. Qualifying for the hottest ticket. Wow, how sweet is that? Way to go, Beck. Uh, there's one more at 5 o'clock today during Burns and Gambogan. Text ticket to 620-620. Have a chance to win tickets to tonight's game between the Suns and the Clippers. Now, looking around... The National Basketball Association. Wolf, I'm so distracted by this. Do you see this video of somebody driving a car upside down? This is why I shouldn't no. go on Twitter during the show. It's driving a car upside down down the street. <laughs> Stop <laughs> I have, it. I have to change Okay, it. that's, yeah. All right. Um, things have gotten weird around the NBA playoffs. You have Milwaukee on the ropes, down 3-1. And... Jimmy Butler putting up 56 points. They showed the graphic last segment, so I was right. It's the it's the fourth highest single-game point total in a playoff game ever. Donovan Mitchell had 57 in a game in 2020. <sighs> then the other ones were Elgin Baylor and Michael Jordan. Those were the top two. And then oh Jordan had a 56 game as well because he's Michael Jordan. Yes. That was a monster performance last night. And when I asked you guys, you and Aaron, both actually, um, if you believe that Milwaukee's coming back to win the series, you both said no quickly. And and I have to think part of that is because Jimmy Butler's on the heat. <laughs> Can you really see him now losing three games in a row if he's playing like this? Yeah, and not only that, too, Luke, but, you know, Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat, for the most part, and, and I know they've had their ups and downs big time this season, but when I think of the heat, I think of culture. And Eric Spolstra as well. I, I think of the culture of the Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler, of course, is the tip of the spear in their culture. And it's one of the stronger cultures, I would say, in the association. Now, again, that was not the case this year in terms of wins and losses for the Miami Heat. But because of that, I do believe there's no way the Bucks are going to come back. If there was a team that was capable of doing it, I think it would be the Milwaukee Bucks. 
Having said that, though, because of Jimmy Butler and the culture of the Miami Heat, I just don't see them losing three in a row after winning three. Well, and I can't get the image of Jimmy Butler in the bubble a couple of years ago out of my mind where he was able to drag the heat and he got help but I mean it was it was Jimmy Butler we all remember the image of him just like doubled over because he was so exhausted in the finals and they just kept going that I'm, I'm I can't believe I'm saying this but I'm with you I, I don't know that Milwaukee you're right Milwaukee's the one team that could do it we don't we don't know how hurt Giannis is though yeah I don't know that Jimmy Butler coming off a 56 point game is going to allow his team to lose three in a row to almost anybody and I will say this, and I know that NBA regular season stats only mean so much, especially this year when so many guys miss so much time. But you realize the Heat won one less game than the Phoenix Suns this year? It's not like the Heat were, were terrible. Right. They, they, they missed the top six playoff spot in the East by, by one game. They were behind Brooklyn. And then they lost the opener of the play-in round to Atlanta. You know, Otherwise, they would be... Might just be playing Philadelphia right now. I mean, they're just, they're not a bad team. And I think to come back from down 3 1, you have to be Milwaukee, but it would also help to get kind of a, an overmatched opponent. And I don't know that Miami is that team that, that's, that's weak enough to lose three in a row. And what it does, if they beat Milwaukee, you know, I've been saying this since they got KD, Wolf. It's not that nobody can beat the Suns in a best of seven, but I'm not picking anybody to beat the Suns in a best of seven except maybe Milwaukee. Yeah. And I'm not picking Milwaukee if they're out of the playoffs, obviously. Yeah. No, you know, again, though, going back to Jimmy Butler and the game that he played, just simply one of the finest games I've ever seen a human being play, um, scoring 56 points, 19 of 28 from the floor. 15 of 18 from the free throw line. I mean, he got to the line a lot. That's Jimmy Butler. It's what he does. He led his team back, though, into this game when he took the reins in the fourth quarter and competed like dogs on a bone himself. Butler scoring 21 of 56 in that fourth in that fourth quarter. Um, he was incredible. <laughs> he was incredible. Now, I, I will say. Um, there's a lot of people out there that said Jimmy Butler willed the Heat to win this game. Did you hear that? Did you happen to hear that out there? Uh, I heard you say it earlier yeah, that he didn't like it. A lot of people that say that based on Ian's, and I wish I had some music right now to really set me in the tone because there's nothing that angers me more than somebody saying he willed the Heat to win the game. No, he didn't. Don't say that, brothers. You can't will victories for your team. You will yourself to be prepared and play, of course, with everything you have. That's what you do. You will yourself to do that. That you can will. What you can't do is will your team to win games. And if you can will your team to victory, what were you doing in all the losses that you played in? (laughs) Conserving energy. Right? Load management. (laughs) Load management. I love it. Why weren't you willing your team to win then? Oh, I see. Maybe your will is weak. Maybe you just, you couldn't will yourself to win a game. That, I, I, it drives me nuts. It's my pet peeve. It isn't professional sports. It's my pet peeve because I hear it and you hear this all the time. Oh, he willed his team to victory. Okay. <laughs> um, you know what you need to do, buddy? Here's a jock. Put it on and go moisten it. Okay? How about that? 
I know you haven't done that in 35 years, but why don't you go ahead and do it? Uh, you know, I, I he willed his team to victory. You can will yourself. That voice too. You can will yourself to be prepared, Basinonians. You can. You can will yourself to prepare like you've never prepared for a game. You can do that. You can will yourself once you're in between the lines to give everything that you've got. But the one thing you can't do is will yourself to victory. You can't. Otherwise. Boy, your will sucks, buttermilk, because you lost a lot of games. You should have willed yourself to win. Right? Here's the stat on Jimmy Butler, too. <laughs> Give me the chair. <laughs> this is, we, don't, we don't have a lot of working chairs left in this studio, so be kind to that one. Isn't that like your know, chair that you always hide when we leave? I, you're right. I do. <laughs> you got to be careful with that exactly. chair. Exactly. Shove it in the corner. Yeah. You, you like put like a Christmas tree over That's it. Right. Oh, there's nothing over don't, here. Don't touch that chair. No. There's something wrong yeah, with no, it. It's, uh, when in fact the chair over there that I sat in to do crosstalk the other day and toppled right over almost. That's like the the trap chair. Um, the year that he, I don't want to say willed the, the victory. <laughs> are you going to say it or are you going <laughs> no, to poke not, me in the I'm ribs? Not, not, not today. Well, okay. when we come back, I'm going to. Okay, um, great. The, the year, though, that he was leading them, they went all the way to the finals. The year with that image of him doubled over in, in, the, in the championship uh, against the Lakers in the, in the finals in the bubble. He was averaging, Jimmy Butler, 22.2 points per game. Yeah. This year in the playoffs, he's averaging 36.5. Yeah. I know the 56 inflates it a little bit, but it doesn't sure. inflate it that much. Yeah, but, you know, once again, um, hey, listen, why, why didn't you will yourself to all these victories that are out there before you? Your will must be weak. Because you didn't want it enough. Is that what you're saying? Maybe it's like an inconsistent you know, I Yeah, exactly. It's just, look, you can prepare yourself to go out and play. That's the most important thing. My young crunk brothers, if you're listening right now, this is what you have to do. I don't care if you're playing Little League. I don't care if you're playing at high school level, whatever it may be. If you're getting ready for a game, will yourself to prepare and try as hard as you can to be right for that game. Will yourself to do it, because guess what? You control that. You control that. How about this? Will yourself to try as hard as you can physically once you're out there competing. Will yourself to do that. You can control that. That's something you control 100%. You're not going to be able to will your teammates to do it. You're not going to be able to will yourself to victory. It's just not going to happen. All right, I have to make sure I play uh, audio here from the Lakers-Grizzlies. So do you want to hear LeBron first or Dylan Brooks first? Lakers won that uh, game last night in overtime. They're up 3-1. You know, give me the bad news first. Okay, so Dylan Dylan Brooks. Brooks. Okay, here's the Dylan Brooks audio. There is none because he refused to talk (laughs) after the game. So here's the LeBron audio. You totally got me on that. You kicked me right in the cradle. Well, that's actually what he did to LeBron in game. Apparently, I know. Yeah, do you want the Ja Morant audio instead? Because, I mean, he's obviously... Okay, give me Ja. Okay. Yeah, he didn't talk either. Okay. After the game. Oh, wow. Yeah. Boy, yeah. things are going... This is why we're all just kind of... Can I just say Ja Morant, too, since we're talking about this right now? He looks distracted, doesn't he? And he just kind of had this feeling going into the postseason. Ja, would you say, has he had a weird season? Yeah, uh, a weird yeah. second half oh, of the season. Oh, yeah. Sure. yeah, he's he's had a weird season. There's no doubt about that. And playing basketball would be maybe number three, 
maybe number four in his life at this point in time right now. And I'm not saying he's going to say that ever. I'm just saying he's got a lot going on in his head right now as to what happened this season and decisions he's making in his personal life as well as his professional life. Uh, and, and he it, looks distracted. It, it's clear if he doesn't just go off that they're not going to win. He went off in Game 3 and they lost the game anyway, and now I can't play the LeBron audio. But LeBron did talk. <laughs> Credit to LeBron. He did speak you after knew the he game. He was going to no, talk. They, they did win. 8-24 um, uh, from the field for Ja. 8-24, 1-6 beyond the arc. Only got to the line four times. You know Think what he's, he, he's going to have to do now. They're down 3-1 in that series. He is going to have to will the Grizzlies to victory. <laughs> it's the only way at this point. He's got to turn that will on. Ja Morant willed his team to victory. All right, when we come back, are the Suns finally starting to solidify their bench? Help could be on the way tonight as well. We'll explain next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.